Always good to get a little bit roasted before you're speaking in front of thousands of people, right? <laughs> Energy is the invisible cornerstone of our modern lives. So easy to take it for granted. We all used energy to fly or drive to this event. We plugged our phones into an outlet last night and woke up this morning with a full charge. We wear clothes, we eat food, we buy products that were produced using energy all around the world, shipped thousands of miles for our use, with rarely a thought to the energy that made it all possible. I heard recently that the average American thinks about their energy use just six minutes a year. <laughs> I've been thinking about energy for a long time. Uh, as Marco said, 10 years ago, I dropped out of college to form the Energy Action Coalition and grew it into the largest youth organization in the world working on clean energy solutions. 300,000 young people working to make our schools and our communities models of the clean energy future we all wanted to see. But it was only when I fell in love that I really began to understand how our energy system works. Wahela Johns, my wife, is from Black Mesa on the northern edge of the Navajo Nation. It's home to one of the largest coal strip mines in North America. Peabody Coal Company, for over 40 years, has been mining coal there to power the neon lights of Las Vegas, the air conditioning units of Phoenix, the homes in Los Angeles. The Navajo Nation has no ownership stake in this mine. There's over 50% unemployment on Black Mesa. Excessive water use from the mine has permanently damaged the once pristine aquifer that is the only source of drinking water in the region. The families live beneath these massive power lines, but most of them don't have running water or electricity. Wahala and I are building a home up on Black Mesa, just over the hill from the mine. And it is beautiful land. There's pinyon and juniper and ponderosa forests, wild horses, the occasional mountain lion. This is a picture she took of our daughters playing in the forest up there. You can see on the horizon smoke and coal dust from an explosion, TNT at the mine. Khalil Gibran said our work is love made visible. In 2011, two professors, Mark Jacobson of Stanford and Mark DeLucci of UC Davis, asked the question, can we power the entire world with wind, water, and the sun? And like others who have conducted similar analyses, they came to the conclusion that there are, quote, no technological or economic barriers to converting the entire world to clean energy. What we lack, they said, 
our political and societal will. Right? We're going to need to build 3.8 million wind turbines, 90,000 large solar plants, and our rooftops are going to have to shine because we'll need 1.7 billion rooftop solar arrays. In Jacobson and DeLucci's model, we're getting 50% of our energy from wind, 34% from large solar farms, 6% from rooftop solar, and the rest from tidal wave geothermal and hydro. And the total investment required to achieve this vision is $100 trillion. It's hard to wrap your mind around a number that big, isn't it? Put simply, building a new clean energy infrastructure is one of the biggest business and job creation opportunities on the planet. It will also create, save millions of lives and put a dent in climate change, allowing our children to inherit a world safer and more prosperous than the one that we were born into but we have a long way to go. <clears throat> Globally, we get a third of our energy from oil, 28% from coal, 22% from natural gas, 6% from nuclear, and 11% from renewables. And most of the profits in our energy system flow to a few immense companies. We know this, right? Last year, ExxonMobil made $122 million in profits per day. <laughs> the fossil fuel energy regime has every incentive to block the transition to clean energy, and they've spent hundreds of millions of dollars doing just that. The $52 million that Exxon spent lobbying in the first three years of the Obama administration is just half a day's profit for them. And Exxon is far from being the world's largest energy company. In fact, the 13 largest energy companies are all owned by national governments. So if you think we have a problem with the separation of oil and state in this country, imagine what it's like fighting fossil fuels in Russia, home to Gazprom, the world's largest producer of natural gas. Our fossil fuel energy regime is arguably the largest, most centralized, and most profitable industry in the history of the world. Fortunately, we are at the dawn of a new era, right? When I was born, solar panels were so rare and expensive, you probably had to come to Marin to see one. <laughs> Maybe if you were lucky, visit the White House for a couple years when Jimmy Carter lived there. But the cost per watt of solar panels has come down from $75 a watt in the mid-70s to below 50 cents a watt today. The cost of producing wind turbines has fallen similarly during the same period. 
And as we burn the most readily available fossil fuel reserves, the cost of fossil fuels has continued to rise. Price of coal has gone up over the last couple decades. Price of oil has gone on a dramatic, dramatic upward run. And even accounting for the increase in supply from fracking in the U.S., the cost of natural gas has more than doubled in the past decade, and the Energy Information Administration projects steady price increases over the next 30 years. So the overall trend is clear. Our energy world is turning upside down. And something explosive happens when those lines cross. We go from a world where coal and carbon are seen as necessary evils to a world where they're seen as just plain evil. All around the world, it's becoming cheaper for people to power their lives with clean energy than with dirty energy. And the change is happening faster than any analysts predicted. The transition to a world powered by 100% clean energy is inevitable. The question is, how fast can we get there? And who's going to control the clean energy infrastructure that we're building out? These are actually related questions. At current rates of global investment, it would take nearly 400 years to build a world powered by 100% clean energy. We don't have that much time. We all know that. One of the biggest problems is that there are so few sources of capital to finance these clean energy projects. Of the over 8,000 banks in the U.S., there are fewer than 20 that have dedicated departments for financing clean energy. And because there are so few sources of capital, the banks are able to charge higher rates to finance these projects. And so many good clean energy projects aren't able to be financed. Our energy and our finance systems run in tandem. They actually grew up together. So a bank is happy to cut a developer a sweet deal for a $500 million natural gas plant. But come to that same bank trying to get a $100,000 loan for a rooftop solar plant, you'll probably be out of luck. If we want to see community-owned clean energy, we actually need to design a new kind of financial system as well. Something, naturally, we're at Bioneers, that might look more like an ecosystem. Imagine how profound this change would be. Imagine entrepreneurs having access to the capital they need to make their communities energy independent. Imagine people everywhere 
earning a better rate of return on their investment in the solar project panels on their roof than on the stock market. Imagine farmers with cattle and crops beneath community-owned windmills. Imagine those $122 million in profits per day flowing to homes and businesses instead of to Exxon. Imagine the coal fields of Black Mesa converted into solar fields, built and owned by the Navajo people. Instead of being on the receiving end of power, we will be, in so many senses, generating power. This is not a pie-in-the-sky vision. It's happening in one of the strongest economies in the world. Germany gets about as much sunlight as Alaska. And yet, last summer, for one day, they got over half of their energy from the sun. And you know who owns that clean energy? The people. <laughs> Only 6.5% is owned by big utilities. Imagine how that changes the politics on energy in that country. My company, Mosaic, is the first online investment platform in the country for clean energy projects. People can go directly, invest in clean energy, and earn competitive rates of return. The minimum investment, $25. <laughs> and the process is simple. You go to joinmosaic.com, create an account in minutes, browse projects, and choose the ones you want to invest in. Your projects sell the electricity that they generate, typically to a utility like PG&E, and you get paid back with interest based on the sale of that electricity. It has not been an easy business model to get off the ground, as you might imagine. Uh, over two years working with state and federal regulators, we finally got approval to offer our investments to the public. And in January, we offered our first investments, uh, over $400,000 worth of projects, 4.5% expected annual rate of return. And in less than 24 hours, they were all sold out. <laughs> we did an infographic of one of the biggest projects we finance on the platform to date. We had almost 1,000 investors from 400 cities around the country, investing $1.3 million to finance the solar project in New Jersey. They earned 4.5%. We surveyed our investors recently, and interestingly, more than the yield, more than the climate and social impacts, it was the tangibility and transparency of the investment that they appreciated most. As opposed to most of the investment opportunities out there, 
This is an investment that you can see and touch and feel. You can go visit it if you want to. You can download the prospectus. We show as much information as we possibly can about the project so you really know what your money is going towards. We, so far, have over 2,500 investors uh, from 44 states, 40,000 registered users. We've made $6 million in loans to 20 projects, zero defaults to date, 100% on-time payments. Our mission is to build the number one investment platform for the clean energy economy. We can tap into the largest pot of capital in the world, people's money, to bring a new source of capital to finance clean energy projects. By doing that, we can also bring the overall cost of capital to the industry down and build that political and societal will we need to pass the policies required to transition to 100% clean energy. In this generation, we can build a world powered by wind, water, and the sun. But we can only do it if we all take power into our own hands. Are you in, Bioneers? I want to close with a little bit of collective visioning, if you will. A little bit of uh, if we build it, will you come kind of stuff. All right, so we've been doing these solar projects so far. Who would be into us putting some wind projects up on the platform? All right, how about energy efficiency projects? What about electric vehicle infrastructure for communities? How about some crowdfunded fracking? No? <laughs> what if we made it possible for you to make a loan to finance electricity and power for people in emerging markets, people who've never had power and light before. What if you could invest in all of those things through an IRA or 401k? All right, let's make it happen. The future is bright. Thank you so much.